it's time for you to pee pee, damn it. <laughs> oh, goodness. In today's episode called The Peace Path, we're going. we're going to be talking about how to avoid mental health decline how to focus your thoughts on what you want in positivity how people can actually those motherfuckers can hinder your growth and what to do about them oh my goodness and how to continue to be successful and prosper but before i continue here's the intro it's avi bitch welcome to the avi unfiltered podcast with your fabulous blunt i'll never give a fuck host avishai l national best-selling author of the power of why book holistic health coach certified raw food educator and spiritual healer teaching women professional and entrepreneurial how to get rid of stress through nutrition and lifestyle in 90 days utilizing my six step each stress away method now if you heard holistic health and you think you're going to hear about blueberries and eat those sides and shit well you'll hear about that too but let's face it sesquiterpenes and vetiver essential oil and cedarwood or the anti-helicobacter and sulforaphane compounds and broccoli are not the only things that are going to help you deal with your shitty ass boss at work your stressful life and or underlying traumas so we are going to tackle it all you will be immersed in the mental physical emotional and spiritual aspects of life discover how to deal with personal interdependent and interpersonal relationships of all kinds let's make crazy look sane every fucking tuesday yay and throw them smoothies and green juices back one time Make sure you are subscribed to the Avi Unfiltered podcast and that you leave a five-star review. Thank you for everyone who tunes in on a consistent basis, who downloads these episodes, and who shares them with every single person that they know. I truly appreciate you. If you have any questions at all about any of my programs, you can check that out in the show notes. It's a link tree link that has all my links to everything, whether that's programs, whether that's free resources, whether that's my planners and journals, anything, my, does it, some of my social media, my health story, whatever you want to view, you could view on that link. Okay. So this episode, I'm truly, truly excited to do because this is going to propel you forward in life. This is going to cause you to be so motherfucking unfuckwithable. It's going to cause you to just really not give a fuck about anything but doing your purpose, staying on your path, staying focused and searching for peace within yourself so you can see it without. So I'm prompted to share an experience that I had. Um, I actually remember going to I started off from school I went to community college because I actually didn't even want to go to college at all so when I applied I applied very very late and I got into Albertus Magnus College and I think I was gonna go there for psychology how ironic wasn't it (laughs) Um, I was gonna go there for psychology because I was so you know interested in, in helping people and I really loved my psychology teacher that I had in high school and 
Um, it was just something I was naturally drawn to, and I do that now. So I was going to go there, but it was like, it was way too much for what I could afford at the time. So I ended up going to Manchester Community College. I had to go to college because I was sick, as most of you know, um, and I needed health insurance. That was the only reason why I went to college. Other than that, I was not going to go. I was just going to run an oil business and become an entrepreneur. Again, how ironic that I am one now. Um, so I started off, I went to Manchester um, Community College years ago. And it was such a fun time. Um, my grandmother lived at Manchester, so, um, and I always loved that area where she lived. It's very peaceful. My grandmother was a very peaceful person. If you knew her, she was just such a peaceful person. Every time you walked into her presence, you just felt like taking a nap. And I, <laughs> I would, I would eat and take a nap over there. It was like, if you ever seen that Twilight Zone episode where it's Aunt T. That was my grandmother. Like, she fed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You didn't even have to ask her. You could go in her fridge. Like, she was just that kind of warm, welcoming person, very hospitable person. Um, so I loved that area. It was very peaceful, and I had a lot of good times there. I went shopping, um, you know, because I grew up with that. My grandmother and my mom, we would always go, you know, shopping, um, and my cousins as well, we would go um, from time to time. We would go, you know, shopping. It was like every Saturday thing. So I grew up with that being meaning peace to me. You know, that meant peace in my life, like going shopping, taking care of yourself. My grandmother was big on self-care, you know, big on spending time with family, big on, you know, being loving and big on loyalty and things of that nature. So I would go to school, go shopping, or go to Starbucks, you know, go to Domino's. I was eating, oh my God. My breakfast, lunch, and dinner was McDonald's, Burger King, everything. So that's what I spent my time doing. And it was a very peaceful experience. I had went for, um, I switched from psychology from Albertus Magnus to going to school for music studies, I think, for Manchester Community College. So that's, I went there from like 2007 to 2009. And I was always on the dean's list. I graduated there with like, a, was it a 3.75? 3.75 GPA there or whatever. Was it higher? I think it was that. Um, 3.75 GPA, which I was satisfied with and or whatnot. So I got my associate's degree first in music studies. And that's what I went for. And like I said, it was a peaceful experience then, you know, and... Um, then I had switched over to Central Connecticut State University. They say state, even though I'm not going to get involved in that. Nowadays, everything's a corporation, you know. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So I switched over 2009. I went and auditioned um, for CCSU, and I made it in. And that's when I went for music education. And that program, I was a newbie, a complete newbie. Um, and I got out in three and a half years. And normally for that program, people didn't survive that program. A lot of people, they ended up crying and quitting or persevering like I did and graduating. And some people, it took them five, five years to get out. I got out in three and a half. Um, a lot of my credits didn't transfer. I started from scratch. So I actually got out early. <laughs> taking 11 classes per semester, being a basically a double major because you had to take all the education programs. But anyway, I made it out of there with either 3.4 or 3.5, one or the other. It was some cum laude. I don't even get into all of that. But anyway, so I got my bachelor's in science. Then I had to go be certified by taking Praxis and all of this stuff. 
Oh, my God. That praxis was a bitch and a half. And I passed it on the third try. Um, I'm not great at test taking. I don't like doing the standardized test. I was good at analogies, and they took those off the fucking tests when I was in school. I was always good at writing and analogies. Everything else, fuck it. You know? Those tests, they, they're dumb. They're dumb tests. They dumb you down. This is a colonized school schooling anyway, so of course it's going to be kind of dumbed down. It's not, you know, from the ancient people or indigenous people. Everything they're being taught, they're teaching you on purpose to rewire your brain to think the way that they think, and it's not the way that we were gr- brought up to think. And I don't really care who the fuck gets offended because this is the truth, this is history, and you can't argue with facts. You can get emotional about it all you want, and I don't really give a fuck. So anyways, that's that's the truth. Um, and schools were invented for the wrong purpose anyway. But anyway, 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 I say all that to say that when I went to MCC, it was a very peaceful experience. You know, I um, the people were kind there. I was around great people. I was able to have, you know, I was able to rest when I needed to. Um, my work schedule wasn't that bad there. I wasn't really overwhelmed completely. Um, and then when I switched to music school, I, I noticed that, you know, my health kind of my mental health really was declining and took a backseat. I was always anxious. I was always never um, grounded. Um, when I didn't feel like performing, I had to. When I did perform, I didn't want to. With the times when I did, I didn't. It was so all over the place. Um, and I went through different stages. I kept thinking, well, this is your path. This is what you have to do. And I said, well, if this is my path, why am I depressed on it? You know, and at the time I was very heavy into church and, um, you know, I was very into, you know, the be not unequally yoked. Like there were some things that I wanted to do that I was like, oh, I can't do. So that was depressing too, because I really wasn't able to be my complete self, but I didn't know that's what I was experiencing. So I didn't really, I wanted to, when I got, I remember my first semester at CCSU, I had gotten a horrible car accident. I had a fractured, a a tiny fractured jaw. It was a small fracture, what they call, what is it? Green stick fracture or whatever. It hurt. I don't give a fuck. Um, at a fractured jaw, I had, um, Chronic patella tendonitis. I had a burned arm when I went to school and I was suffering with smoke inhalation and I had to make it to school. And this is it's funny. I just made a video recently and I was talking about how people they don't give a fuck about you if you sick. I remember when I was in piano class and I was like, "Um, I just got in a car accident. I can't really play piano. She said, play with your other hand. Bitch didn't give a fuck. They didn't care when I went to school there. So I had wanted to drop out then. But again, here came the, well, you're not going to get health insurance if you drop out. And at this time, I was very, again, with the colonized corporate mindset that this is the way life is supposed to be. And so that's what I, I that's what I did. I went to school like a good girl and I got my degree like a good girl. But I sacrificed my mental health in the process. I was a very depressed person, a very depressed person. There's a lot of things that I did not want to do that I did anyway because I thought it was the right thing to do. However, and the reason why I want you to get this, the difference between the two at MCC was it was more my path. I was still, I was more of an entrepreneur when I went to MCC because the classes, they weren't, they weren't as difficult, you know, I mean, it was a more of like a a community college kind of thing. And I had more freedom. 
And when I went to CCSU, I didn't like the people. I liked some of the professors. I mean, it really challenged me, of course. And I made it out. You know, I was in the Dean's Leadership Institute. I got scholarship after scholarship for being, for passing tests and getting good grades and everything. But that took, you know, me sacrificing my mental health. You know, I had food was my best friend. I was overweight, like... Then when I was in the process of losing weight, my mental health had declined because, it, you know, I was transitioning over to eating healthy and everything was just out of whack. It was just not a good experience. So I say all that to say when I when I think about peace, I think of that time because I was very I was very peaceful at that time. You know, it was a lot of land and. I used to look forward to the fall during that time. Everybody was so pleasant. And so I say all that to say, if I had to do it again, and I don't live with regrets, I would not have gone to CCSU, nor would I have gone to even Manchester Community College. I would not have gone to either. I would simply have rebelled and said, you know what, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to college. You know, when you're a little underage, you have a mom, you know, who tells you, listen, if you don't go to college, you're not going to have your health insurance, you know. So it's kind of like I was like, oh, yeah. And at the time I had just had um, endometriosis surgery. So she was adamant about it. And I agreed because I was sick and I was on different medications. So it would have been hard for me to pay out of pocket. So I went to school. I went to work and it I didn't get to put myself first. I didn't get to have like a, um, a mental health routine in any of that. So it led me down a path. It led me down a horrendous path. Like I saw my mental health decline for the absolute worst when I was there. Around 2011, it got really bad. 2012, it was pretty bad. It started to get better. 2013, closer to 2014, it started to get better. Yeah, it started to get better then. So what I want to, um, the first point I want to make is in order for you to avoid mental health decline, you have to say no to what makes you not feel good. And this is why I'm so adamant about how I want to live my life, no matter how that looks like to anybody, because I've seen where my mental health can go and it was not a good place. It was not a good place. And so in order for it to not go there, um, and in order for me to, I say no to things that don't excite me. Um, why did that song come in my head? Oh, who is it by where he says two freak hoes don't excite me? <laughs> why did that randomly pop up in my head? I love that song because he's saying freak hoes don't excite him. Like, I'm like, yes someone's mature as shit doesn't let freakos excite him anymore but anyways that's a funny that's my shit like especially for like workouts if I'm just vibing out I'm like yeah two freakos don't excite me even though I don't have freakos because why would I anyway <laughs> so in order so that's what I do I I avoid mental health decline at all costs by Checking in with myself, you know, even with my surroundings, I'm like, okay, 
you were peaceful when you got up, but when you were exposed to, and I'm going to get into like people a little bit later, but when you were exposed to this situation, it made you feel anxious and ungrounded. You know, it made you want to eat an extra, I don't know, Brazil nut, you know, so how can you avoid doing this? And the way in which I do that is I just, I always have the mindset that there is a way out of everything. And what I've gone through in life, you know, like I said, being trapped as a young child. Um, and this is why I don't like watching movies where children are kidnapped, because although I wasn't kidnapped, I was held hostage, you know, um, at an early age. And I'm glad that I, I'm, I'm free from that. But I was held hostage against my will to just to be an abuse victim to someone. Um, and so... It's really important for me to to feel free. So I take that situation, even though it was bad. Like I said, I hate these modern, toxic, positive people that are like, what lesson did you learn from the abuse? Like, bitch, nothing, because no one should be abused. Let's not let's stop with that. Even if I said that, that's not what I meant. So don't think I'm a toxic, positive dumbass person because I hate when people do that shit well how did you manifest this well like bitch shut the fuck up like people just need to shut up talk too damn much like stop trying to counsel every fucking body they don't need you to just shut up Jesus anyway but I recognize you know that feeling you know of being of being trapped and how it would make someone feel and I, from that situation, I said, there's always a way out. And my way out of that was speaking up, you see? Um, so now what I do is I transmuted that negative situation to a positive where I say, okay, something's not going the way I want it to go. Let me observe. Let me take myself out of the situation let me journal something. Let me brainstorm. Oh, there it is. There's the answer, you know, and then two plus two ends up making four, you know, two times three equals six, nine times eight equals 72. Oh my God. I used to love multiplication when I was in fifth grade, Miss Ruby. I miss Miss Ruby. I met her at, the, I saw her at the gym. Like what was this? Tw this had to be what? Tag. Has it been that long? <gasps> it hasn't been that long ago. Was it 11 years ago at Planet Fitness? I hate that gym now because it's yellow and purple. <laughs> but I saw her. I was one of her fastest multiplication people. I used to love that kind of math. Geometry and shit, I was like, oh, God, fuck it. Um, some things, I used to hate the geometry teachers who taught it. I'm like, y'all don't even know how to teach. Sometimes it's not that you don't know something. It's the fucking teacher that teaches dumb. Like, ugh, I don't even know. Anyway. Anyway, 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 I remember when I went to um, school with with my nephew one time and they and he knew the answer and they wanted him to show the work. I'm like, bitch, he knows the fucking answer. Why does he have to show his work? This is what I mean. Like they teach this. Like, why do they have to show the work? He knew it. Just know he knew the answer. Damn. Anyway. So now back to what I was saying, I check in with myself and make sure that I feel at peace. And if I don't, I will, I find a way to get myself to there because what you need to realize is that you're not on this earth to not feel peace. 
Oh my God. What am I giddy today? I'm always giddy. When I said earth, it reminded me of um, Eric on Boy Meets World when he said, happy birth day, your day of birth. (laughs) Go watch that episode. You'll find it. I'm just a goofball today. So in order to avoid that, that's what you do. Say no. Say no to what you don't want to do. Know that there is a way out of everything, even if it seems like your way is cloudy, you can't see through, you may want to jump out of a window or hang yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't cut yourself. Don't take pills. It's not, it's going to be okay. Develop and develop a strategy and develop a plan to get yourself out of those things. So that's the first way to um, find your peace path is avoiding mental health decline. Because once you avoid something that's toxic, it will lead you on the path to positivity. I actually just got a visual of when a lane ends and you veer off, that's what you need to do. So once you avoid, you got to veer off into your peace path. Okay, so then what you want to do is focus your thoughts on what you want and focus on the positivity Now, what got me to doing this is, you know, as you all know, I did, I suffered from, was it suffer though? Was that the word? I've had a history with rage, okay? Especially when it comes to people and sometimes people online, you want to just take them and snap their fucking neck sometimes because they get way too confident behind a fucking um, post um, and behind a computer. And sometimes you're like, okay. If only you were in person, I'd just snap your fucking neck. Because in person, it's a very different story. I've never been one to talk too much. Even if even if you hopped in my DM and said some slick shit, I'm probably going to res- maybe respond one time and then block you or even respond respectfully because I'm preserving my energy for when I actually come in contact with you. So if you ever seen me came at me in a DM and I responded with some like happy-go-lucky shit, that's because, you know, I don't really care. You know, I, I that you know, either I was sick at the time and when you wrote to me, I obviously couldn't do shit because, you know, I was on bed rest or you're not really worth it because I don't go back. I'm not going to waste my energy on an app. You know, I know how I am when I see people in person and they talk slick and they say slick shit. I'm most likely not going to talk at all. You know, so that's just how I've always been as from a child. I'll never forget when my aunt, my aunt was babysitting me and she had got me this bag. I was always into like hippie bags. It was like, you know, the 90s style. It was this blue suede bag that I loved. It was a little backpack, but it was like boho style. Anyways, I was playing with the neighbor outside basketball. Now, this girl was two years older than me. And she would always, she was the neighbor and she was, she was kind of one of those funny acting females, like was nice to you in private, but had to have like a certain, um, image when we went to school. So she would always say, oh, she's my shadow. She's my shadow. So we were playing basketball, right? So I never said anything. We were playing basketball, right? She did something and I hit her so hard. It was me and her. She's older. I'm younger. I had to be no more than, I was seven. I was seven years old. Me and her are going back and forth, hitting each other back and forth. 
Um, none of us won, but you know, I was just not one. I'm just giving some context. This led into adulthood. I don't really say anything because it, some people don't want to argue. Some people are just talking. And while you're talking, I'm like, okay. And what do you want to do now? Cause I'm not going to argue back and forth with you. I don't, I have a bull, I have a zero bullshit tolerance, like zero. Either we're going to talk calmly like 639 hertz and actually resolve something. But if someone's not willing to resolve something, you best believe I have zero bullshit tolerance. I have never been a talker. You know, I have never been a talker. So anyway, that's why. So what what I say all that to say this. (laughs) I have to stay focused on what I'm doing. I just simply block people. I not only block them online, I block them from my head as well and I got to the root of rage I got to the root of certain things and what I do now is if I do feel an ounce of that I um, exhaust it Um, I ask what is this going to serve me Um, and I really um, put effort into my work and what I'm doing and things that bring me peace I'm like what do I need today what do I need to do today? You know, I don't go online and say, oh, this person was saying this to me because no one's no one's directly talking to you because people are pussy. They don't at you. People don't FaceTime you. People don't Zoom call you. People don't say, let's go have tea. I got a problem with you. They don't do that. So because I know people are not like me, I just block them because I know how I can get, you know, And sometimes, you know, I don't say anything because spirit don't have me say anything all the time. You know, you don't have to prove that you could whoop people's asses. I know my capabilities. I don't go around proving that. You know, some people feel like they have to prove that. I don't really need to. It's either in you or it's not. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I don't even say anything. I just keep it moving. But that's why I stay in my peace because I know how I can get. If I block some people, it's for their safety, not for mine. You know, there's certain things, like I said, I know how I can get. Um, Again, I think Dr. Lipscomb, who had me put in anger management from an early age. So what I do now is I remember that. And I remember the art that I learned of speaking versus hitting, because I would just hit people like nobody's business from a child and just go on about my day. You know, I would just whack people, push them down, do stuff and act like nothing happened. I didn't have any emotions. And that was a little bit, you know, scary. But she was put on my path for a specific reason, because had she not, I would have been probably in adult education in high school and not going to school because I would have been fighting people. I've always been like that. My Aunt Deborah would tell you if she was here. She used to be super shocked. I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe someone watching this has the same issue. She used to be super shocked. I would just black out and break people's skin. And then when I would come to, she would have to tell me to apologize because I didn't feel like it. Like I had no emotions. And that's why I learned the art. That's why I'm thankful for people like, um, you know, my mom. I'm thankful for people like Bruce Lee. You know, we have similar placements in our charts. And I'm thankful for, you know, listening to that. And um, learning how to have a conversation, um, that's why I have more empathy later in my and more in my lifetime. You know, I didn't let what happened to me because Dr. Lipscomb saw what I was turning into. 
And I joke about Eileen Warnos, you know, but sometimes I get people like that. I understand them on a deeper level, you know, but she saw what I was turning into and put an end to that. You know, people that did the stuff that I used to do when I was little are now in maximum security prison. So I avoid that at all costs and focus on being a healer and doing those things and keeping, you know, my mind stayed on peace, on the, on the creator, spirit, angels. I don't handle the problems anymore. I let them do it. I don't become karma. I let karma be a bitch for what people put out. You know, you can't go around fighting everybody. Everybody's not going to whoop everybody's ass either. There's always going to be someone probably stronger than you. I've never been beat up in my life. I've had, you know, fights where I didn't fight the best, and that was me under the influence, and I still didn't get beat up. I was high off my ass and still didn't get beat up and then was threatened to go to jail, you know? So I was never beat up in my lifetime. And I'm not and 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 I'm not saying that makes you tough. What makes you tough is your experiences that you've overcome. Sometimes saying nothing makes you tough. And that's what I've had to master is saying nothing. Cause sometimes I'll be sitting here, I'll be like, ooh, if this bitch was in front of me, I would do this and I would do that. And sometimes my mom will have to calm me down. You know, I remember when I had a student teacher and I said, Mama, grab her bot. This this is real true life story. I was a student, I had a student, um, I was a student teacher for someone, and I said, Mama, grab her whole body, and I'm going to put it through the glass, because this bitch had done some stuff, and I wasn't able to do certain things, because I was in school, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to call my so-called lawyer at the time, who was a good-ass lawyer, I said, and I, someone's going to have to bail me out, because this bitch, she had to stop me. She had to stop me, and that's I heard the angels so loud. This is when I was in church, too, but this bitch has pissed me off so much. I said, I swear to God, and my mom knows for a fact. Let her come on here. She knows for a fact that I will do it. So I didn't. I didn't bother to do that, you know, but there's some times where I'm just like, mm, okay. I just go on about my business. So I had to let that part of me die because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And now I kind of take more of a, a healing lens when it comes to people. And I'm like, you know what? They apparently feel like shit on the inside. And I'm not going to allow them to have power over my temper. You know? But I'm going to let them get hit with the karma that they're putting out. And the best thing I can do is just not focus on that people, and on, the, on that person. And so when you start to focus on other things... You begin to vanquish those people. You start to build new neural pathways. You know, you start to build new neural pathways in your brain. You know, and um, coming from a place of, because people came at me too online, and this is when I, you know, would say something. I said, you know what, instead of me saying, you know, bitch, get the fuck off my page. Like sometimes people get that and they, it's warranted. But then some people, I'm like, you know what? I can feel that you're hurting, and I think you're being triggered by what I'm saying. I come from a more mature approach, more of a empathic approach to people, um, and that's what I do. I focus more focus more on what you want out of life. Focus on your purpose, what you love. Deal with your inner issues. If you did have issues with people, deal with those issues. You, What I had to learn, too, is to let stuff go, to let memories go. I'm a cancer son, but I'm Scorpio dominant heavy. 
And I remember stuff. Well, cancers do too. We remember stuff that happened. And that was difficult for me to do, but now it's easy for me to do. Um, I let stuff go. Um, things don't penetrate my, my heart and make me feel, you know, super bad. I don't hold any malice towards anybody because it's not for me to hold. I think if you are, if you are a malicious person, then that's on you. Um, that's not on me. I don't choose to hold your maliciousness in my heart at all. Um, I think it's best to progress. So now what I do is I just, I wake up, I decide what I want to do that can help me and, you know, cause our, and, and help other people because my purpose, when I help myself, I'm helping myself so I can help other people. I'm very into helping the collective consciousness. You know, people come to me and they're like, I don't feel well and I'm depressed and all this stuff. They're like, I appreciate you. And, um, it's not me. It's the creator spirit and angels who, you know, I guess anointed me or um, gave me this purpose to do this. And so I'm doing this to help other people so they can help other people. And it just keeps trickling down, you know, because we're not on earth for ourselves, you know, and that's why I'm thankful that people were placed in my path that could see what path I was going down and was like, no, she's too special for that. You know, I, Dr. Lipscomb, I love that lady. She was truly instrumental. That was my sixth grade teacher. That was my sixth grade teacher. I missed lunch because I had to go to um, anger management. But she used to tell me, she used to tell me, she said, she used to say, um, you should go see Aida. You can't tell me this woman didn't know who I was. And come to find out that was my heritage and that was my history. She knew my history before I did. She said, you should go see Aida. It's about, um, and I was like, oh, what's it about? She said, it's about an Egyptian princess. She said, you look like her. This woman was planted there. This woman was planted there. Her, and I used to love Miss Bontempo. Oh, oh my God. I remember my father had passed away. She had all the students send me get well letters. She was just so empathetic. We used to have like real ass conversations. Ms. Bontempo was was cool as shit, down to earth. And I really appreciate those are the two teachers that stood out to me. They stood out to me a lot and really impacted my life on a greater scale. We used to have open discussions and share, you know, how we felt about people like no bullshit. Um, and, you know, like I said, Dr. Lipscomb, very impactful. So I, I just appreciative of that. Um, people can hinder your growth, you know, when you are exposed to them, when you're around them all the time, when you're around toxic people all the time, I mean. Um, and so in order for them not to hinder your growth, you have to cut them off and limit contact. Now, it's easy for people to say cut them off, but, you know, at some point, if people are not serving you any good, you need to have a conversation with those people. You know, whether they get mad at you or not, if it's not benefiting you, you will get over it. You will progress. Um, go back to one of my episodes that I did about how to have a crucial conversation, and that should help you. There's also a free resource that comes along with it. Um, and there's ways to talk. Like, for instance, if you don't want to, you know, have a conflict or anything, just say, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you about something specific. Um, do you have a moment or like, do you have a moment to speak and you can just share your thoughts? It doesn't if it's if it becomes confrontational, those are not your friends, you know. Um, and if you're not you know, just or you could just limit contact with them. That's what you could do to give yourself space because people can really hinder your peace and it's not worth 
Don't sabotage your happiness or your peace because you're trying to appease their feelings because if they're not, you know, true friends, then they don't need to be in your life. You know, and that's what you can do. Have a conversation with them or limit and limit your contact as well. Um, in order for you to be successful and, and prosperous, you have to have a routine. Now when I get up and everything, I get up, I meditate, I do a Reiki healing session. Um, I need to be doing more positive affirmations. I also um, need to consistently do some form of a workout when I get up. And this keeps my body going. This is what keeps me upbeat. Um, doing self-care, doing things of that nature um, that make you feel absolutely amazing about yourself. Going out in nature, really scanning what you need, really understanding you as a person, observing yourself as a person. How much time do you need to yourself? What do you need to do? Um, what things do you need to get rid of? What things are you holding on to? Sometimes you hold stuff in your subconscious that you have for years and it, it would take you like two days to get rid of if only you would write it down. So journaling is truly important. Write it down. Even if you're tired of shit, like just do a brain dump. Just say the donut ass, I don't know, earlobe. I don't fucking know. Um, whatever. Just get it out of your head you know, get it out of your head so you can progress in life. And when you see it on paper, you're like, man, I was holding on to this for so many years and it's not worth it. And don't at that moment, don't regret it. It's nothing to regret. Just move on with your life. You know, just keep it moving um, because know that everything does happen for reasons. But this is a different context. Remember, I said I hate toxic, positive people. And everything happens for a reason. This is a different put it in context. When when someone's raped or when someone's someone just had their house taken from them and someone says someone says everything happens for a reason, that's toxic. That is not what you should say. However, in this situation, everything does happen for a reason. So you're not stuck in regret. You get it. Get the difference. Hopefully you can play this back and understand it. Always feel free to play stuff back. Um, take notes jot stuff down hopefully you have that in the notebooks so this is how you follow the peace path um in continuation with last week's episode stop don't care what people think about you uh you have to tune people out and that's what i really loved about going to music school is that you're gonna have people who say who critique you all the time but that shouldn't stop you and that's why when people say little shit now i'm like Phew. Phew. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you can't say anything to me that's going to make me actually respect your opinion if it's negative. Because I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, I can take critiques, but if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it anyway. You know? Um, a lot of people can say you do a lot of things. It's up to you to let them in. And what I mean by that, you can let people in by pondering it's all mental if someone says oh you know you're never going to be good at that if you keep thinking you're never going to be good at something you let them win then you're not going to be good at it because you're not going to want to do it however if you take what they said and you start to study and study and study and practice and practice and practice 
your brain is going to be too focused on studying, 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 practicing, 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 and elevating. And you're not going to even care what they say. The key is, if you don't hear anything else from this episode, is to go within yourself. See how fucking amazing you are. And your life is going to be so much more amazing. I'm my happiest now. I moved to a different location, but I had to see it first. Um, I told myself, I'm going to walk into this store. I'm going to do this. I accommodate myself based upon what I um, what I feel is going to be peaceful. And so you have to do that with yourself. When you're so focused on yourself, you know, the anxiety of, oh, this person and that person or this thing this and that you know what if what if it's not going to matter what people think because you're going to be too in tune with your spirit and what your spirit is saying and it's not going to matter what a beggarly element is telling you to do as like I said in my other episodes so I hope this episode was helpful um if you ever have any questions feel free to email me leave a review as always I love to see it. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Have an unfiltered day. And I'll see you next week.